Do you know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Dentley Show with Dr. James Dentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Dentley. James Dentley is known as one of the top 100 speakers in the world. He is also a best-selling author, philanthropist, and business The JD3 Media Company brings you empowering, impactful, and inspiring content to help you take your business and your life to the next level. Hear impactful stories from some of our world's top entertainers, authors, business, thought, and community leaders. Today, I'm up in Chicago, Illinois at a Millionaire Speaker Summit, and I just had the pleasure of listening to James Dentley speak. Let me tell you something. If you guys are looking for a business coach or for somebody to speak on stage at your event, James Dentley is the person to hire. I've known James Dentley for a very long time. Time. One of the things I like most about him, he's a natural. What I mean by that, he has a passion for people to transform people's lives. What he brings to an individual or a group is a message of showing you how to really make change and grow and be something in your life. Take that greatness that's always inside of us and to really bring it out. He drives the emotion of the audience, makes you feel exactly what he is saying. And the way in which he presents his words makes you want to listen to what he has to say. Our mission is to Deliver amazing content all over the world through our podcast, radio, and coming soon, JD3 TV. Welcome to the James Dunley Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. We are back. It is Friday, and you're here and I'm here. Just remember, we don't think outside the box because in our world, well, we know there is no box whatsoever. We don't even believe in that stuff. Uh, I'm pretty excited today. I have an incredible guest uh, for you. I'm going to actually introduce her through her speaker reel because she's not only a dear friend, but she is a master in her field. I'm excited because in these days that we look at our life, we look at our business, we look at what's happening in our country and throughout the world, uh, we look at the business owners and we look at business owners, the small business owners drive the economy uh, in our entire country and most parts of the world as well. And, and they're really suffering right now. So it's really important that we get more educated, that we understand where the gaps are and know how to start our business, know how to stay in business, know how to grow our business and know how to scale our business. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce this video, and then I'm going to bring back our amazing speaker, a dear friend, you're going to love her. Get your pens and papers out, man. You don't want to miss any of this, and you're going to hear all the replays. And don't forget that this segment is brought to you by our nonprofit, Already Always Amazing. Amazing children, amazing veterans, amazing seniors, and yes, amazing you. Michelle has sold over 500 businesses with a 99% closing rate and obtains a 20 to 40, sometimes even 60% higher selling price for her clients. Michelle is the she-profit, investing her own money, time, energy, and efforts into growing businesses via her build-to-sell blueprint, which helps grow businesses to be sold for millions in just a few years. She makes regular radio and TV appearances and has been featured on Fox Business News, Forbes, CNBC, Inc., and USA Magazines, and she's also the proud mother of her seven-year-old daughter, Arabella. Oh, so let's welcome up Michelle. Come on, girl. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to our show, uh, like I said before, my amazing friend doing some incredible things and been impacting the lives of people throughout this entire planet. Michelle, welcome to our show. Michelle Tucker. 
Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, James. I miss seeing you in person. Uh, yeah, no, we got well, we to fix that. A lot of things are taking place, but it's always a treat when uh, we get a chance to talk to you. And now I feel especially honored because you're doing so many incredible and impactful things. And uh, we can talk about your resume and what you're doing, but I want you to kind of share with everyone what your story, tell us your, your backdrop story and just share with everyone uh, exactly what are you doing for them? Acquisitions, I mean, I didn't even I didn't even realize you wrote uh, one of the Thinking Grow Rich books. Yes. Cool. Yeah, well, there's only a handful of people in the world can ever be there. So I'm excited and I'm, I'm really happy now you're my friend so I can not lose money. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, tell us a little bit about uh, your story. Sure. So I think I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. Um, I've, I've had many different businesses starting at a very young age. Um, but I did kind of get sucked into corporate America where I got a corporate job <laughs> for a Fortune 500 company and I worked for Xerox. And um, very quickly in Xerox, I got promoted. They told me I would never get the promotion, but I should do it anyway because it's great experience. So I got promoted to regional manager managing 85 unruly salespeople. <laughs> And um, I was doing that, making six figures, great benefits. You know, like I said, working for Xerox, because it went very high up in the Xerox ladder. And I just am an entrepreneur. So I was looking for something else, stumbled across this franchise. I had a couple of locations. I was actually going to buy a location and keep my um, six-figure income with my great benefits. And then I said, Michelle, we don't want you to buy a franchise. We want you to partner with us. And we want you to put us on the map and sell franchises and become a partner. And we'll give you a franchise if you do that. So I said, listen, you've sold two franchises. I'm not going to leave Xerox for an unproven entity. Let me try this out for six months and see what happens. And I did. I worked with them on weekends and nights and ended up making more money in probably three months. And I did an entire year for Xerox and decided six months later that it was time to, to leave and do that full time. So. My background is in entrepreneurship, um, but I got into franchise sales, franchise development, franchise consulting, and then I transitioned into selling businesses. Then I transitioned into selling large businesses, 10 million and up, and I learned very quickly that eight out of 10 businesses won't sell for a multitude of reasons. So if I don't start fixing them, I will starve. (laughs) So then I started fixing them and growing them, and then that's when I started my build to sell model. So I sell businesses. I really specialize in buying, selling, fixing, and growing. Mm-hmm. And just kind of transitioning into that, I've sold over 500 businesses. My team has sold over 1,000. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Now, you also, you wrote the book, Think and Grow Rich, today, and you're noted as a, one of the top certified masters and intermediary uh, uh, people out in the world as far as when it comes to understanding how business works and growth and being able to identify trends. And we had an interesting conversation a few days ago about companies and how what they're missing, how, um, you know, what causes businesses to fail and what is the, some of the statistics of a business owner that succeeds in the world? Yeah, so I think, you know, what causes businesses to fail are numerous things. Um, number one is the business working in the business, not on the business. Because when you're working in the business, you're really not an entrepreneur. You're a firefighter. And you're busy putting out fires all day long versus working on the business as a visionary. And what happens is business owners get stuck working in their business 
that they're not really building a business that works for them that is sustainable and scalable and when they're ready, sellable. So that's one of the biggest mistakes. Another big mistake is business owners never really think about selling their business until they have to due to a catastrophic event occurring, internal or external. It could be health issues. It could be divorce. It could be partner disputes. External COVID is a very good reason, you know, the businesses um, um, need to sell. But the problem is business owners don't think about selling until they have to. The best time to sell is when your business is doing well. And I call that in the adult stage of your business. business. Businesses go through stages just like humans do. You have the incubator stage where an idea is born through infant, toddler, young adult, adult. And then after adult, you go to senior citizen and death. <laughs> death <laughs> of the business. And I don't know if you know this, James, but the business landscape has changed dramatically. When I wrote my very first book, Sell Your Business, for more than it's worth in 2013, I did the research and learned that 85 to 95% of startups, one to five years, will go out of business, 85 to 95%. But then when I wrote Exit Rich in 2019, I did the research again, and I was shocked because only 30% of startups will go out of business now. But listen to this. Out of 27.6 million businesses, businesses have been in business for 10 years or longer. 70% of those businesses are going out of business now. And that was before COVID. 70% out of 27 million. Now, I don't know if everybody's catching on to that, (laughs) but there's 30.2 million businesses in the United States employing over half of the United States workforce. And if 70% are going out of business, you're losing jobs. You're losing spending power. And you hear about the big box stories, James, like you hear about Toys R Us, JCPenney's, Kmart, um, Steinmart, GNC. But what you're not hearing about all the private companies, those are public, about all the private companies on every street corner in every town and every state across our great nation, they're dying. And these businesses, unfortunately, will be forced into selling for pennies on the dollar, closing their business, or even worse, having to file for bankruptcy. And if they have to file for bankruptcy, James, they don't just lose their business assets, they lose their personal assets too, because most business owners mess up. <laughs> they co-mingle their personal and business assets by signing personal guarantees, by taking out a mortgage on their house to support their business, and now you just pierce that corporate veil. Wow. Uh, you know, I want to deep dive into that. But I want the audience to know that, and you know, you're not tooting your, you never toot your own horn, so I am, because you've been written up by Force Magazine, you've been up in Inc. 500 magazines, uh, you've been uh, appeared on every news show that's out there, Fox News, ABC, NBC as well. Uh, you're a sought after keynote speaker, and I know that personally for to be a fact, but thinking Grow Rich Today, um, I want to get into how do we get around that? How do we solve it? And what should we do as a business, business owner? How should we start thinking in this new economy? But what was the um, what was behind Think and Grow Rich today? So I did not write the, the book. I wrote a contributing chapter, okay. Think and Grow Rich Today. Um, and Sharon Lecter, um, who is the co-author of Exit Rich, mm-hmm. um, also writes for the Napoleon Hill Foundation. So... Um, I decided to write a contributing author for that, a contributing chapter for that, because I've always been a fan of the original Think and Grow Rich Today. Okay. When you, so you would agree with, with me, as I always say on our show, that 
the strategic alliances, those value-based, pure relationships, especially with Sharon, because she's awesome. Yeah, I love Sharon. <laughs> I had a good talk with her husband, Mike, last night. And matter of fact, he's my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> So that's pretty cool. But um, I feel uh, like I got two for one, James, with them because Sharon is my co-author and she's a CPA. And Michael Lecter is an IP intellectual property attorney. So when she's so she wrote the mentoring corner after every chapter and sprinkled words of wisdom. But she got his input, too. (laughs) So it's really good. So I got a CPA (laughs) and an intellectual um, attorney um, that wrote in the book. (laughs) Wow, that's pretty cool. Well, uh, we know we're in all well. We know we're in great company because not only are they super successful, but you are as well. But just really, just who you are and as as a person, and I think that's so incredibly important for people to really know because a lot of times people feel like certain people are not approachable. So, what should we be doing? How should we be thinking in this new economy to help our dreams to flourish, to thrive, and to scale? Yeah, so I think, you know, it's very important to not panic. (laughs) You know, I always talk about the six Ps in my book, and panic is not one of them. (laughs) So don't panic, (laughs) because the worst thing you can do is panic. And if you panic and you're so fearful, then you're not going to do anything, and that's the worst thing you can do. So what you really have to do is look at your industry. I mean, some industries, James, are really skyrocketing. Industries that were not doing well before COVID are skyrocketing now, and they're having their best year ever. And then you've got those industries that were doing well before COVID that are dying, okay? So figure out what industry you're in. Obviously, if you're in a good industry, you're going to know it, (laughs) and it's probably a good time to look at selling because you always want to sell when you're up. Um, If you're in one of those industries that are dying, you really have to, like James said, there is no box, So it's not about think outside the box or throw the box away. You just really got to get creative. And, you know, I say that you got to pivot. You got to look at your product. You got to look at your industry and you got to do things differently. You got to figure out what do your clients need right now? Because your clients are suffering too. So their needs and wants have probably changed from what they were before. Find out what your clients need. If it's, if it's connection, figure out how to make that happen. If you're in the restaurant industry, there's a restaurant right here in New Orleans called Commander's Palace. They're not in the food business. They're in the connecting business. They connect people and they create experiences. And they couldn't do that because you couldn't go to the restaurant. But why can't they bring the restaurant to you? So they created a wine and cheese experience for anywhere from $150 to $500. And... They used Zoom to create that experience. They had, I think, like 800 people around the world. They had people in Paris and New York all over. They had, you know, a few hundred in New Orleans. And everybody got together, and there was a sommelier, and they went through the wine and cheese experience with about 800 people on Zoom. They figured out a way to still make money and create those experiences. So you really should ask yourself, what business are you in right now? And what, now listen carefully, what business are you in and what business should you be in? Wow. Let me give you an example. I'll give you a quick example. Okay. Steve Jobs came back to Apple. Apple was dying. He asked, what business are we in? And they also were in a computer business. He goes, no, we're not. No, we're not. What business are we in? And I kept saying, we're in a computer business. He goes, no. <laughs> We're in the communications business. We're in the connecting business. No matter where you are in the world, you have one of these. 
No matter where you are in the world, you have an iPhone, you have an iPod, you have an iPad, you have an iCloud. So no matter where you are in the world, you can be connected with Apple, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It completely changed your business. It catapulted them to the next level. Same thing with um, McDonald's and McDonald's Brothers. Have you ever watched the movie The Founder? Yeah, absolutely. When Ray Crockett was at the bank trying to borrow more money because he was upside down and already mortgaged his personal asset that I talked about earlier, his house. He was trying to borrow more money because he was upside down. And there was, so, uh, there was a, a kid listening to him, not a kid, but there was a gentleman listening to him that followed him outside the bank. And he said, hey, what business are you in? He said, I'm in the restaurant business. He goes, no, what business are you in? Because I'm in the restaurant business. And he said, what business should you be in? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he says, you need to be in the real estate business. That one question right there, that one pivot, James, that one pivot got Ray Crockett to buy up all the land, franchise it to the franchisees. Now he had leverage over the franchisees. So if they weren't compliant, he could evict them and sell it to another franchisee. And he owned the real estate. McDonald's is the largest holder of real estate in the world today because of that one question. So everybody should be asking themselves, what business am I in right now? And what business should I be in? Because the name of the game right now is pivoting. You got to pivot. I love it. I love it. I love it. So we have to learn to ask better questions. Wow. Look, I know we're about to go into a commercial break and we can stay there for a minute. When I look at Exit Rich, and when we come back, we look at Exit Rich. Um, Stephen Covey said you begin with the end in mind. So mm. when you start your business, I'm sure you would kind of, I want to get your philosophy about when you look at, uh, some people look at it and say, well, I want to be in five years or, but they don't really look at the exit. They don't look at what they really want to create and, and kind of look at the different opportunities as the market changes, mm-hmm. how you can position yourself. Because even now with the cell phones, when COVID came along, now they're using it to tracing right through the phone. They downloaded that on everybody's phone in the middle of the night, and now they can trace everything we do. But they've been doing that for years in other countries and here uh, with that technology to understand our habits. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Michelle Tucker. And this is pretty crazy, man. I'm loving this. Take a short break. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com As we continue on life's journey, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be, and there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Senior Straight Talk with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a purposeful and passionate, fulfilling life, and we'll bring you the information that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platform. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel 
find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Again, that's JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, we are back here with Michelle Sheila Tucker, and I'll tell you, you know, this segment is brought to us by JD3TV, uh, coming to you in the beginning, the first quarter of 2021. We're going to be here with JD3 Streaming, Entertainment, the whole gamut, and we're really excited. But Michelle, we were talking about uh, business and, and most people uh, are kind of stuck. They're stuck. And wouldn't you agree that people kind of conform? We get low to sleep. We just do what we do. And we don't go into a creative part of our, of our mind, of our spirit, because we always focus, most people are focusing out of a need, of a, something they have to have, out of a lack. Right. So what would you say is a mindset of an entrepreneur? How should we be thinking? And how well, can we, what can we do to help us get there and grow there? So I think people get stuck in a transactional. They get stuck in doing the same thing every day to keep their business afloat because they really haven't put in what I call the six P's in order to make their business run on all six cylinders. So they haven't put in the people, the processes, and everything that they need. So they get stuck in transactional. That Very seldom do they go into transformational. Transformational is when you can really step aside um, look at the business from a you know a hundred foot view, and really focus on what does the business need, what does it need, and hire your hire your look know what your core competencies are and delegate the rest. And most business owners don't hire people smarter than they are for a multitude of reasons. And you should. I'm always looking to hire people who are smarter than I am and have core competencies that I don't have. I hired the best of the best. I mean, I got this book, Exit Rich, coming out, and I've hired the best team. I call my dream team. Yeah. Uh, look, trust me, I know that for a fact because everybody that works here is smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's one of the biggest mistakes. And like I said, when you're in your business and you're doing everything, it's very hard to focus on the big picture and work on the business. And we just become, unfortunately, we just become an employee, really, of our business. And we have a glorified job that we're working for instead of a business working for us. And, you know, I have a perfect example. I have a graphics company that called me about selling their business a few years ago. And they had husband and wife working about 14 hours a week plus one employee. They told their one employee they're selling their business. So, of course, the one employee goes and gets another job. And they, they were crazy. They're like, we can't even get along. We're about to get divorced. We're going to lose our family home because we took out a mortgage. And the owner says to me, so, Michelle, I don't have the business acumen to grow this business to the next level. The other thing he said to me is we're known for our quality and we're turning down 6,000 clients a year. When I heard him say we'll turn down 6,000 clients a year, I went ding, 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 because that's the opposite of most businesses. Most businesses don't have enough clients. So I said, look, we can't sell you because you are the business. If we take you out of the business, there is no business. So I said, I'll partner with you. I put up my money, my expertise and resources, took them out of their garage into a 6,000 square foot building, hired people, 
bought equipment, et cetera. Now this man who said he doesn't have the business acumen has so many great ideas Mm. because now he can think. (laughs) Now he can think because he's not busy doing everything. I mean, when I went to their business in their garage, they were stuffing invoices in the cabinet. They, they weren't paying, they weren't collecting on because they didn't have the time. No. They weren't running ads to hire people because they didn't have the time. So you really have to hire people and hire those competencies that you don't have. Does that make sense? Yeah, but when a, when a company's starting or let's say they've been around and they're just pretty much going hand to mouth uh, and they say, well, I can't afford to hire people. What would you say to that? You can't afford not to. <laughs> because here's the deal. You can hire talent. You can get people without having to pay big salaries. My office is a few blocks from Tulane, which is one of the best schools in the country, Loyola, LSU, um, UNO. And I have interns that love to work here because they learn more here than they will ever learn in school. So there are intern programs available. There's also where you can hire 1099s, independent contractors. But I always say, if you don't have an assistant, James, you are the... You're everything. Assistant. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to hire people. You can't afford not to. And because if you don't, you're never going to get unstuck. You will stay stuck and you will end up getting burned out and you will end up going out of business if you don't hire a team. You have to have people. You cannot grow a business without people. Yeah. I remember I had a nightclub in a restaurant and uh, one night two of my bartenders quit. One got sick and two walked out. And then the gentleman who does the maintenance, he got he left and walked out. And uh, here I am, and I'm the bartender, I'm the owner, the manager, and I'm scrubbing the bathroom floors and getting all the crap out of the bathrooms. And uh, very educational when you go to the ladies' restroom. It's, it is magical, but it's also a mess. But the bottom line, get away from that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I definitely know that. And it, may, it got me to the point, now remember Michael Gerber in the book, The E-Myth, um, I began to not like what I was so passionate about. I began mm. to hate it. And then I realized that now I'm stuck doing something that I don't no longer have the thrill for. So I want to just move right into your book, Exit Rich. Mm-hmm. What are we going to get from that book? And just get some excerpts because I want to encourage everyone under the sound of my voice, not only to purchase that book, but send it out to five of your friends and tag them and have them get that book as well. And I also want you to tag in, we love Michelle because she's giving you some great information. So tell us about Exit Rich. Sure. So Exit Rich, I wrote in 2019, um, So Exit Rich is really the blueprint to not just sell a business, but most importantly, build a business that's scalable and sellable because eight out of 10 companies will never sell. And because 70% of businesses are going out of business and eight out of 10 will never sell, the odds are against your company selling dramatically. So Exit Rich really starts with the end in mind. It takes you through the exit planning. I call it the Siler Tucker, Siler Tucker GPS exit, where you plan your exit from your beginning because nobody ever does that. So you, it's really important to say, okay, I've got this business. In 10 years, I want to sell this business. Think about it this way. Before I dive into it, James, do you have kids? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did you plan where they're going to go to school? Where they're going to go to ele- Did you plan where your kids are going to go to elementary school? Yes. High school? Yep. College? They didn't go. 
<laughs> one went and one came up. But yeah. you tried, right? Yeah. I did sit in the school, even my son with the media school, yes. And you had in you had your in your mind what you wanted them to do and be when they grew up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had the I, had, I gave them the access to discover it. And yes. Right. So you plan you help plan your children's exit out of your house. Yes. But business yeah. owners don't plan their business exit. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. So so exit rich is all about planning your end game from the day you start. Determine what, it's like a GPS. When you want to go somewhere, the first thing you do is you pull out your phone, you put in your destination. The GPS already knows where you're starting from, right? And it's going to point out the shortest path to get you from point A to point B. Same thing in selling a business. You need to know your end game. If you want to sell your business for $10 million, great, that's your destination. Then you need to know where you're starting from. What's your current valuation? What is your business worth now? You'd be surprised, James, how many business owners do not know what their business is worth today. It is imperative for you always to know what your business is worth. You get a checkup on your car. You get your car tuned up. You get your um, you get a checkup on your body, but nobody gets a checkup on their business. <laughs> so you need to know what you want to sell your business for, where you're starting from, what your current valuation is, what your time frame is. If you want to do that in five years, 10 years, who your buyers will be, James, because there's five different types of buyers. And most importantly, what's your why? Because we all know, James, that you really can't accomplish anything big in life unless you got a powerful enough why. Because obstacles will get in the way. People will get in the way. Voices will get in the way. So you have to have a really powerful why. So first part of Exit Rich is planning the STGPS exit model and then determining when is the best time to sell. Yeah. yeah. When is the best time to sell? And what is the seller sanity check? What is it that you need? What is it that you need from a price standpoint? How much do you need to live on a year? How much is it gonna how many more years can you survive without making any more money? You know, so we take you through a seller sanity check. Then we really look at the business and say, okay, is the business operating in all six P's? This is a this is a process that I came up with probably about 20 years ago. Number one, people. Does the business have people? If the business doesn't have people, it's pretty much not sellable. Can we sell it? Yes, we're not going to sell it for maximum value. Okay. If you have a photographer and they have no, no photographers to work for them, then it's not sellable. If a doctor has a doctor practice and he's the only doctor in the practice and he's leaving, there is no business, right? So people's number one. Do you have the right people? Do you have management team in place? And then number two, product. Is your product on the way up or on the way out? If you're in a dying industry right now that can't be sold, you really got to pivot. And again, ask yourself, what business are you in and what business should you be in? And then number three is processes. Processes, James, are typically overlooked and undervalued, but processes need to be productive, efficient, and designed with the customer experience in mind. And most importantly, they need to be documented in employee handbooks, organizational charts, um, operation manuals, et cetera. Then the fourth P that we talk about in Exit Rich is proprietary. Proprietary is the number one value driver there is. Proprietary, there's five, six pillars of proprietary. Number one pillar mm-hmm. is branding. How well branded are you? The Coca-Cola brand alone is worth $89 billion. Mm-hmm. That's just a brand. That's not the assets, not the inventory, not the equipment. That's just the brand. So how well branded are you? Is your, name, is your company name federally trademarked? Most companies 
will get a state trademark, but not a federal trademark. So you have to get a federal trademark. Do you have any um, trademark secrets? Do you have any patents in place? Patents are a huge value driver, James. Uh, we sold a company that had 18 patents for $18 million. Mm. Oh, nice. And then the other thing that's, that's really a value driver is contracts. You should have contracts. If you're in manufacturing, you need to have a contract with that manufacturer, that distributor, those vendors, and especially your clients. Because the more client contracts you have, the more money I can bring your business. Now, the one caveat to contracts is they should all be transferable because 99.9% of all deals are asset sales, not stock sales. But I guarantee you, James, nobody ever has that transferable language in their contracts. And they never think about it till it's too late. We saw a medical transfer, transfer company in Kansas City that had like 150 contracts. And I kept telling them from day one, go add the language, go add the language, go add the language. And they never did. <laughs> so in due diligence, we found out they didn't do that. And the deal almost fell apart, but I was able to talk my client into doing a stock sell instead of an asset sell. Mm -hmm. So that drives value is client contracts, but make sure you have that transferability language. The other thing that drives value is databases. Yep. Facebook paid $19 billion for WhatsApp and WhatsApp was hemorrhaging money, but WhatsApp had a billion users. So databases are huge. Any type of copyrights, any type of digital real estate. Digital real estate, James, means that you sell, you sell um, kitchen tables mm -hmm. and you're number one on Wayfair. Mm. You sell kitchen tables and you're number one on eBay. That's that prime real estate and, or you're number one on Amazon. That's that prime real estate that it's hard to bump you off of. And buyers, strategics and competitors will pay more money for a business that has that prime real estate. Or let's say that um, Glenn Beck is promoting your product or some other celebrities is promoting your product. Well, guess what? They can only promote one skincare at a time or one supplement at a time, right? That's mm -hmm. prime real estate that drives the value, drives the multiple up. And then the, la the fifth P is patrons. Do you have diversified clientele or customer concentration? And then, of course, the most important P is profits. You know, the higher... The profits, the higher the EBITDA, the more that we can sell the company for. I always say, James, that profits is never the problem. It's always a symptom of not operating on one of the six Bs. So you're going to learn all that in the book. But wait, there's more. <laughs> we also teach you about valuations. We teach you about financials. We teach you how to clean up your financial house because most business owners don't know what they're making in their business. We teach about how to normalize the financials, how to come up with evaluations, and how to create a bidding war on your business. Mm -hmm. Because there are situations where we bought 750 buyers to one business, created a bidding war with 12 LOIs, and let them bid against each other. Wow. So you'll learn all of that in the book, plus more. So there's also a section in there about build to sell. If you're not ready to sell now, then how you should build to sell. To sell. Now, you know what? I'm listening to you, and it, I'm thinking about uh, once upon a time in business, a lot of this language I didn't understand. Some of it I still don't, but I, I have an idea about it. And uh, I was, that's one of the reasons I was able to bring, as Michael, to come in. I understood for what we're here to do that we have to surround ourselves with, with the best people and be able to get out of the way. So for somebody who's listening and they say, wow, this is making my head. I don't know what to do here. How should they begin the process? They get the book. Mm -hmm. Have any other support things you have in place or any type of training or coaching or mentoring or anything you have in place to support it or where can they go? Yeah, of course. So right now, um, 
if they go to exitrichbook.com, that's exitrichbook.com, and they buy the book for $24.79. By the way, James, if you go to Hudson, the book's available on Hudson, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, but that's $27.95 plus shipping. If they go to exitrichbook.com and buy the book, it's $24.79, including shipping. They get the digital download immediately, plus they get access into the book membership where we have video training of me going, taking deep dives into all of these different subjects and they have downloads. So if they've never seen what an employee handbook looks like before, we have one. If they've never seen an operation manual before, we have one. We also have downloaded due diligence checklist, a sample LOI, a sample PA, purchase agreement, sample closing documents. So they get access to all of those go-to nuggets. Plus, if they go to exitrichbook.com and buy the book, they get 30 days into club CEOs. Club CEOs is a membership of entrepreneurs, like-minded people, because your network equals your net worth. And I have content there that I take deep dive into the book. And plus, we do Q&As and we do hot seats every two weeks. And then, of course, they can always call me, James. And I I love to help people. My passion, my mission is to save businesses and help businesses save for their sell for their desired price tag. Awesome. Awesome. Look, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Come back with a Michelle. But I want you guys, if you have any questions, you can just ask them on Facebook. You send us an email uh, to JD at the James Italy Show or just ask us on Facebook right now. And we'll uh, you have some time with Michelle. We can address uh, your questions or any comments you want. But I definitely want you to go and get that book and get it today and share it. So we're going to take a quick commercial. We'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. 
drop us a line to JD at the JamesDentleyShow.com. Again, that's JD at the JamesDentleyShow.com. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back. Uh, we are here talking to the master herself. And, you know, we're talking about the book Exit Rich and just really about how do you really start and get ready to scale your business and the six P's as well. And all this incredible support information that, that you're going to get by working uh, with this process. So we have a few people that are asking some questions here. And Robbie Matthews, Robbie is also in the financial industry. She's also a speaker. And she says, how do you know if your business is in the hot growing category? Well, what industry are you in, Robbie? Because <laughs> I'll oh, tell Robbie you. Is, she's in land mining. And, uh, is it land mining? Yeah, I think it's land mining. And she's in, um, also, she's in the financial world. She teaches people how to manage their finances. Well, the financial world and managing finances, you know, it was, <laughs> so it's funny because in Exit Rich, I have a list of industries dying and a list of industries thriving. And that was before COVID. And I got that list. I want to say we got that list from Forbes. But then when we went back after COVID, a lot of those industries, James, that were dying are now thriving. Mm -hmm. So I'd have to go back into the list. But I want to say financial advisors, right, one of the risks, you know, I have to go back and look at that. But um, I think they might have been at risk, but I think they've come back. Um, but how do you know? So you can go obviously get exit rich. You can go pull the list of Forbes that will tell you the list is thriving and dying. And you can also tell by what your peers are doing, what your competitors are doing, who, who else in the industry is, is, is succeeding. So you can look at the industry as a whole. Yeah. And you can also go to Google. You can go to Google. You can ask Google anything. Robbie, personally, we all were born um, uh, BG before Google. Yeah, but I don't think financial advisors, I think that's a, that's an industry that will always be around and always, um, you know, somewhat be thriving. I have financial advisors that come to me all the time that want to work together and um, try to partner up on different deals and, and things of that nature. So, and then mining, you know, we've got several mining companies that we're looking at selling right now. Uh, awesome. Okay, you heard that, Robbie. Yeah. Selling some companies, yep. right? So, Robbie, call me. <laughs> Robin's a good friend, and uh, yes, I'll make sure that happens. Okay. <laughs> she's been to the gala, matter of fact. She's been to all the galas. Oh, that probably met her. Yeah, all the galas, all the summits as well. Yeah, she's she and Mike are really, really cool. Um, we got a question about the nonprofits. Uh, Jax Young is asking, will you do a book on nonprofits? But I want you to spend a little time there. Let's talk about the nonprofit world and how does it tie in and why, is, why are you passionate and what are you doing now in that space? So I think, I think nonprofit is, you know, look, I always think that people should have a bigger purpose, a higher purpose in themselves. And I don't think it's always about business. I think you need to have something that connects you and something, like I said, is bigger than yourself and something that you're really passionate about. Something that I'm passionate about is children, uh, specifically abused and neglected children, teenagers, et cetera, um, you know, I have a sweet spot in my heart for. And my nonprofit's called Tucker Teens and Tots. We're still working on it. Uh, but the vision is to, to provide entrepreneurial mentors, entrepreneurial coaches, entrepreneurial lessons, skill sets, job placements, business partnership placement, even business ownership. And a, a percentage of the proceeds of Solar Tucker, any deals that we do, goes to Tucker Teens and Tots to help 
children that have grown up in a foster system to help children that have been abused and neglected. And the reason why I think that that's so important is because many of these children have never really had a role model. And yes, we can send them to school and yes, they can get a job. But, you know, if they could really get an entrepreneur like James Dentley, Dr. Dentley, to, to take a child and mentor that child and teach them about entrepreneurship, teach them about business, kind of like Rich Dad, Poor Dad with Robert Kiyosaki, then I think that would change the trajectory of these children's lives and really help them be tremendous, you know, contributors versus ended up ended up in prison or homeless or on drugs or something like that. I really think we need to change um, what they're going to end up like, you know, break the pattern, really break the pattern and really take these children under our wings. And the more successful you are as an entrepreneur, you have more time and more money to give, yeah. right? So if we could get entrepreneurs like Jack Canfield and Dr. James Dilley, uh, James Melanchuk, Forbes Riley, Sharon Lecter, um, to mentor these kids. And with me, I mean, it's easy for me to help get job placements and, and business partnerships and even business ownerships for children that are in this program. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, my vision. Um, um, go okay. ahead. Well, you know, um, the, my, Kara and I talk you know, often, well, we talk every day with Mary, but... <laughs> Just because you're married doesn't mean you talk, Jay. We talk every day. Every day we have a great wife. <laughs> yeah, <she's great. laughs> um, you know, sometimes we think that we see all these nonprofits that people really want to make a difference from their heart. Um, what is your opinion when it's the time to start one or be a part of one? Because you got so many of them and they're all, they can't really get up off the ground. They, none of them are, you know, so many of them that are hurting. Yeah. So it's just, so starting a nonprofit to me is like starting a business. Yes. It really is. And people go out and just start a business without any business plan, without running any, um, you know, do, without doing any due diligence, without aligning themselves with an expert. They just go out and build a business and it's like filled of dreams. They build it and they think people will come. Same thing with nonprofits. And it's not so. You really need to align yourself with a nonprofit expert that's done it, that's been through the trenches, that's been on the board, our boards, and partner up with them, pick their brain, have them mentor you so that it can help be a success. It's like me. I have lots of experience in the business world. I don't have a lot of experience in the nonprofit role. So I reached out to my good friend, Frank Shankowitz, founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation, and asked him to help me. And he said, of course, you know, and asked him to, to be on my board. So reach, just like you would in business, reach out to somebody who has those core competencies, who has those skill sets that you don't have to mentor you, to help shorten the learning curve and shorten your path to success so you start out doing it the right way. While I'm, I'm watching you and listening to you, I'm saying, wow, we need to have a show on JD3 TV. But we'll have that conversation later. <laughs> you know, Frank, <laughs> Frank was on our show oh, about a couple of months ago, and uh, he was also going to be coming in um, with Jeff Hoffman. And, um, you know, Frank, if you to listen to his story is so inspiring. Just he was a cop, you know, motorcycle cop. And just how one small kid just transformed his life and brought meaning to his life and to his uh, childhood as well. And then Jeff Hoffman, of course, the uh, one of the founders of uh, Priceline.com, Booking.com, and everything else in the world. He, he'll never forget, he says that your success 
can be someone else's miracle. So don't shy away and be afraid to make money because you can help so many other people. Yeah. Right, right. And, and, and that's what I said earlier. Is, is the more successful you are, the more time you have to donate, the more money you have to donate, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I want to make a plug for everybody listening needs to go watch Wishman because it literally is my favorite movie. I love it. Oh. I've probably seen it 10 times now. Yeah. And I went on a red carpet Hollywood premiere with Frank and Kitty, his wife, and it was the best experience ever. I got to watch it for the first time sitting next to him in the theater in Beverly Hills. But I've literally probably have watched that movie 10 times more. And it still brings me to tears every time I watch it. Yeah, Karen and I were there too. And uh, but you know, no way, we were in, we were in we were in California, in L.A. Was it like the Chinese theater? No, you weren't there at that one. It was Beverly Hills. Beverly, okay. I know yeah. they had several several premieres. Uh, that that's really really cool. Uh, Michelle, mm-hmm. uh, finally, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, you know we talk about building a business and. In this environment, so many people are losing their jobs, have lost them. Mm. Uh, they're not going back full time. We're in, there's so much uncertainty right now. Um, we, you know, we have uh, Jose is asking, um, in, in starting a business, when, when should you start your exit strategy when you start the business? Can you do it before you even start it? Well, I always say, I always say plan your business with the end in mind. So start your business with the exit in mind, absolutely. When I, when I go into business or I partner with business owners or I start my own businesses, I have many, I own many different businesses, by the way. I always plan my exit um, because I'll, and I always try to have a three to five year plan. Sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's shorter, but absolutely. Look, planning is everything. People don't fail. People don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. So you should always plan from the minute you start or buy a business. You should know who the type of buyers are. What's their buyer criteria? What are they looking for? If you want to sell for $20 million, what's your gross revenue have to be? What's your EBITDA have to be? What's your cost of goods have to be? You know, you need to know all these things and don't think about it later. I mean, I've got two companies we're working right now that want to sell for $60, $70 million, but their financials are a disaster. Their business is a mess. They don't even have processes in place. You know, Um, yes, they're making money, but they haven't went back and built the business on the six P's. Wow. But that's why it's so important. This book is for everybody, not just people who want to sell. It's for people starting businesses. They should invest in Exit Rich because you should start it with the end in mind. Yeah, because that's going to give you your track. And if you have a track, you can kind of direct where you want to go there. It's like if you have a train and no track, then okay, what happens here? You right. Ocean with that train. It's just shocking to me, James, because I've been doing this 20 years and I've seen it all. Nothing really surprises me anymore. I mean, COVID surprised me, but nothing else. And it just shocks me how many business owners never, ever plan. Like I said, we plan for our kids from the minute they're born to the minute they get married and have our grandkids. But we don't plan for the exit of our business, which is our biggest asset. Yeah. We plan birthday parties. We plan a vacation, but we don't plan our life. We don't plan our business life. That's correct. Yeah, Tony we, Robbins. We just wing it. We wing it. Exactly. <laughs> We're okay. firefighters, and we the most important thing in the world. Fires. We wing that. You know, Tony <laughs> Robbins said that most people spend their time earning a living instead of designing a life. Correct. Designing a life. You know, we have the entrepreneur forum. I love that. Gets you on our forum is every Thursday night. Uh, we've got about nine hundred members in the entrepreneur forum. It used to be a live breakfast um, in Chicago, and now uh, it's virtual now. And it's every Thursday night. And we were talking about uh, uh, the, the theme yesterday with the pillars, the four pillars. I talked to you a little bit about that, mm-hmm. of um, how to build your business plan, your financial plan. 
and then move into uh, building your life plan and then your legacy plan. Mm-hmm. I just think it's really, really big. I found that when I think when you're thinking really big and broad, and not to become a dreamer where nothing is done, but you can you can always see what you want to create and not focus on the obstacles and the challenges that get in the way. Because so many people have a challenge, which is part of life, and they veer off with the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, cha- and that challenge or that obstacle could stop you dead in your tracks and, and you're frozen and you panic and you don't continue on to your journey. And that's why we say you have to have a why. Your why has to be so powerful and so big enough that it keeps you in the game. Because if not, you know, the next COVID is going to distract you or the next hurricane or whatever is going to come up next is going to distract you from your ultimate vision. So have, make sure you're clear on your why. And your why might have changed after COVID, you know? You really have to get into transfer, transformational thinking versus transactional. Okay. We have another question here. Can you give us uh, some of your favorite books? If you're a budding entrepreneur, you just starting as an entrepreneur, maybe a year or two in, really want to invest in growth and learning more. What, what are some of your favorite books that can help a person from mindset to business development systems and processes? Exit Rich. <laughs> <laughs> of course, my books, um, Exit Rich, but, you know, I think we've already named some of them. Stephen Covey is a, is a good one. Um, Think and Go Rich is probably one of the best. Um, anything in the Think and Go Rich series, the original Think and Go Rich book. Um, but you also have Think and Go Rich, um, Three Feet from Gold, which I love that business, beca- that book, because so many people quit right when they're about to strike gold, they yeah. quit, you know. And so I think that's a good one. Um the E-Math, Michael Gerber, which you mentioned earlier, is a great, great, great book um, on mindset and, well, how to run your business, how to put those funnels in, how to put those processes on. And what I love about the E-Math is he has it for every single industry. So he has the E-Math for chiropractors, the E-Math for dentists. So he has it for every single industry. Uh, those are some really great ones. I'm sure there's a lot more. Um, and it depends on what you're trying to do. Like if you're trying to hire, like if you're trying to, you know, I tell people, don't focus on 20 things. Focus on one thing. There's a book written by Gary Keller called The One Thing, which I think is a great, great, great book because entrepreneurs, we're like kids in a candy store, right? And we have that shiny penny syndrome and we want to do everything at once. Well, yeah. you can't do everything at once. Just like multitasking is a meth. Yeah. <laughs> focus on one thing. Do that one thing. Um, another good book, obviously, Rich Dad Poured Out by Robert Kiyosaki is really, really, really good. Um, if you're trying to hire people, one of the best books I've ever read is called Who. Really? Who. Ooh. Who. W-H-O. Who. One of the best books ever. And then if you're trying to put systems or grow your business, another good book is Traction. Okay. okay. And another good book is Profits First. Profits First. Well, we're running out of time. That's enough for you guys. Get that education. But Exit Rich is number one. Exit Rich is number one. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the next five people, the first five people who uh, send into our feed on social media that put in the Exit Rich, we're going to notify you. We're going to get you a book and send your book out right away. Uh, Michelle, I love you. I thank you so much for, for coming and sharing your heart and all of your energy and your time. But more importantly, uh, as importantly, uh, just your gift and this expertise that you have with each and every one of you. We reach one of us, and we really do appreciate that. So we're going to stick around for a minute for Facebook for just a second. We're going to end our show right now. And folks, go to Exit Rich and type it into your Facebook feed. ExitRichBook.com. 
Exit, okay. Exitrichbook.com. Yeah, you got to put that book in there. Exitrichbook.com. But if you type in Exit Rich in the Facebook feed, we're going to get you a book uh, courtesy of our team. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Don't forget, we don't think outside the box because there is no box. Thank you, James. Thank you for listening to The James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week. We'll be right back.